Welcome to Insecure Space episode 4, or should I say infrequent space, because we haven't done a new episode in weeks. This is also why our, or my English, uh, might be a bit rusty this time, but we hope you don't mind. With me is David, as always. Hi, everyone. And yeah, uh, we have a lot of topics this time. Um, let's start with the user feedback and some general information. So... On the episode two, how we got started, someone on our Discord server, by the way, join our Discord server, uh, said, don't be afraid to speed up and ask questions, because this is something we haven't really mentioned in the episode, and I just want to quickly say, uh, yeah, <laughs> this is uh, absolutely correct, don't be afraid to ask questions, uh, especially if you have people you know, uh, you can you can always ask for help and stuff, just don't annoy people if you haven't like googled uh, about the topic before because i i'm also i also love to answer uh, technical questions just uh, it has of course to be something i know and uh, something you already like googled the basics before i don't no one likes to answer the same questions again and again if it's already answered but yeah yeah, and That's so you should like definitely if you ask uh, advice from someone, then you know it should be like a quality question because uh, I don't really think that something that you can Google people are going to you know answer to because it's like it's like so basic. Yeah, I have a lot of issues on my GitHub that I didn't answer and won't answer. Uh, it's just a lot of stuff, a lot of questions. Also, you you can't answer. It's it's too general. Like, hey. Why does this not work? Yeah, I don't know. Like, <laughs> hey, I want to, you know, get started in hacking. What should I do? And like, yeah. you know, you, you can't really answer these questions. But if you want to ask someone for advice, then then you should always, you know, keep it. Yeah, like, don't quality. don't be afraid just because they seem to not answer to those questions. It's probably because people ask the quest, ask the wrong questions, or ask questions the wrong way. But don't be afraid to, ask, especially in real life. In real life, uh, this this shouldn't be. Uh, you shouldn't be afraid. Yeah. Also uh, about the feedback. Uh, the last episode, we were not really sure about it uh, because it wasn't a story episode. But you know, we can't do story episodes all the time because we have a limited amount of stories that we can tell. So that's why um, it was like a topic discussing episode. But people liked it so i guess then it's it, it was a uh, great but we were jumping a bit around from different topics and this episode is gonna be kind of the same uh but i hope you guys are gonna like it yeah i feel like this go this one is gonna be a bit more organized because i felt the last one was got, got a bit random um yeah but yeah for the future we will try to either like talk about a specific like story or something or a specific or yeah discuss about a specific um topic each episode uh this one is a bit different because we haven't done a episode in weeks so this is more like a collection of things that uh, come up in the last weeks and yeah um david uh, you did something you started with bug bounty or you have to tell something about bug bounty you started yeah before. yeah because uh, i mean here we are talking about basically what we did 
uh, in the summer. In the summer, yeah. Mostly. Uh, and yeah, I got started in bug bounty and uh, this is interesting because, uh, you know, I, I was talking with Space Sun before about this and uh, how I, I wasn't really sure that this can work, you know, so that you can do bug bounty for real. I money. just saw, yeah, to make money because I saw other people tweeting about this and I really wasn't sure that, okay, I mean, I guess they are tweeting and they can do it, but there is no chance that I could do it, you know. And um, I started uh, learning about it just before summer and uh, I started doing... Um, I started first doing point-only programs on Backcrowd. Backcrowd is a is a basically a platform where you can you know uh, submit bugs and then the company checks it and then if uh, it's a valid bug then you get paid. And I started doing a point-only program on Backcrowd, uh, which means that you don't get real money. You get like kudos points, which uh, is like a reputation. It's not that useful, but you can move up in the leaderboard and you can learn stuff using those programs. And those programs also usually have more more bugs because not a lot of people are, you know, searching on them because they are going for the money and they are going for the paid programs. And so, yeah, I, I started with the Under Armour uh, program that just got like launched in the, in the beginning of the summer. And uh, it was really cool. So I submitted like a lot of bugs to them. And, you know, Under Armour is like a big uh, clothing company. So I really like the idea of like, you know, uh, hacking that big of a company and submitting bugs to them. And at the end, I got first on the Under Armour. Um, but I guess it was like a point only program. So I didn't get any money from that. But it was a really great experience that I got first. And, you know, um, I learned a lot uh, using that time and I guess it's better for people who interested in starting in bug bounty to start with a with a not a paid program because on the paid program it's really hard to find bugs. And uh, then after that uh, I uh, you know I started doing bug bounty a bit more seriously and I started uh, I decided after I got first on Under Armour I decided that I will start doing paid programs, you know. Why not? I still wasn't sure that you could get money with this. I was very skeptical about this, but uh, I was like, okay, I'm just gonna, you know, and for one week or like two weeks, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do paid programs. If I get nothing, then I get nothing. If I get something, then that's gonna be super cool. So um, I started doing uh, a paid program. And after like two weeks, I guess, I found the bug. And then... Uh, then I got my first bounty, which was a uh, quite a big amount. So yeah, it works. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I, I was, I was kind of shocked about that. You know, I even called Space Sun at oh, yeah. night because I, uh, this. I was kind Later of freaking out that, you know, this, this really worked. And I got, and I got a quite a big of a bounty from a company that I actually like. I can't really disclose a lot of stuff about that, but, um, it's a yeah, lot that of money. was. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> that was that was a really interesting thing that you know I I that was the moment that I thought that this is gonna actually work and then now uh, after that I started doing uh, more stuff on background and now I'm I'm also trying to do it and and later uh, after getting my first bounty you know because I was like submitting bugs uh, consequently so. I had like a lot of bugs uh, open and uh, on triage. Uh, 
I got uh, qualified as an MVP researcher on Backcrowd, which is uh, like a rank what you get if you if you submit a lot of bugs and have a high severity and stuff. And that is really cool uh, of Backcrowd that they do this. And so when you get this rank, MVP rank, then you get like in a group of uh, MVP researchers, which are like not a lot of people. So I guess around like, the 50, 40 people who who are also in this year MVP researchers. And I got into that uh, rank. So that was nice. And with that uh, MVP uh, researcher level, you get uh, every every year they make a design, which they usually put in a t-shirt or something and then send you in like swag. And uh, this year they made a design. I tweeted about it. And um, on the design, it's, it's a, it's a, I guess it's some kind of a logo or something I can't really explain, but the the design is made out of names of the MVP researchers. So you def- you you have a T-shirt uh, with a with a design on it, which is written basically, which is made by text, and the the text uh, is the name of the MVP hacker. So I'm I'm on the design in the very little <laughs> location. You can see that X David who, and I'm one of the lines in the design. So yeah, I'm I'm That's on the nice. design and and. Uh, um, fun fact was that the background uh, CEO, I guess, was uh, wearing this at DEFCON. So I wasn't at DEFCON, but <laughs> I had I had my name on my on the background CEO at DEFCON. So yeah, that is something that's cool. Yeah, I I also wasn't at DEFCON, but a lot of people were using my the offer at DEFCON. So. Does that count? Oh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe the badge. Uh, you, ha- you had someone with the badge. Someone made uh, the Mr. Robot badge had a shitty add-on, um, a shitty add-on as a dick butt, a dick butt PCB, oh, and it has an, had an ESP on it, which are, was running podcast the is not, This podcast is not family friendly anymore. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's got explicit. <laughs> yeah, Just we should so. put on the logo and everything. I guess it's it, already explicit. I, I don't know. Yeah. You have to set it up. It's, 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 I'm not sure how that works, but, uh, yeah. So I got the MVP. And then after that, uh, I got in a backroad started its new backroad university thing. And one of the backroad, uh, guys, uh, reached out to me and asked that if I could give some, um, some of my opinion about this backroad university. This backroad university is, is a, is a, is like a course, core, uh, core, I don't know how to pronounce it. It's like a video tutorials on how to get started, you know, in bug bounty and how to advance your skills and stuff. And I, and I told, um, my opinions about it. And I, uh, and it got into the backroad official press release that, you know, they write, uh, what the backroad university is. And then they included my opinion in the end. And yeah, that is, that is something that was really cool. So I really like the, the, the company. Because of you know they really uh, work with work with the researchers yeah, I mean, and hackers. How do you, how maybe you should tell like was it hard to to find yeah, the bugs? How good, did you learn? This uh, that's a good question. Uh, that's another. I guess I could do another episode for that. But <laughs> a whole, uh, whole episode about bug bounty. Yeah, something like you know how how I did how getting started. How was it? But. You know, I was, I already had the background, so there was a few people asking me about advice after all of these, you know, they messaged me and something. And, uh, I'm not quite sure because I had this background and a lot of people don't have this uh, background. 
you know. Uh, so what background are you talking had, about? I mean, basically like web security and stuff that I I knew how this works. I wasn't an expert in it, okay, but, but uh, yeah, this is like basic knowledge about how web services yeah, and work. I, and, and yeah, I guess, but you know, I you know the whole security thing that he, he, we have been doing is somehow related. Not really because it's not oh, web yeah. security, but you know, at least you understand. Most of the people who want to get started in bug bounty, they don't really know about this at all. So you know, you you have to teach them how to you know cookies, what are cookies, and what are headers, and like. Of that and getting started from that beginning is not, not that, e- not that easy, you know. But, uh, for me, it was, I mean, I, I was learning for like a few months and I was watching a lot of stuff and I, and, and I, uh, read a lot of, uh, not a lot, but a few books about this. Uh, Web Hacking 101 was a really good book. Uh, it's like, uh, it explains, uh, bugs that were actually paid. So there are hacker one reports about bugs that have been paid. And then in the book, he explains, uh, every bug and how the researcher found it and how you can find those kind of bugs too. So web hacking 101 was a book that, that was really helpful. And also, you know, a lot of uh, write ups about other people finding bugs. It's really helpful to learn and, if you are not on that level, then you should start, you know, uh, just getting comfortable with the web security stuff. So how, you know, OWASP and all of that basic web security and what are the most common vulnerabilities. And after that, you can get started learning from other researchers and from these books. Yeah. I guess that's uh, my part about bug bounties. <laughs> yeah, I guess you need, you need to know just a lot of things how how everything works and just basic knowledge about some of the standard attacks yeah it's not something that you can really learn i i mean you can learn it but you know it's more like experience and like yeah, if you do a bit, it a lot it's like it's, hacking is, is something you can't can you really learn directly hacking not, no you not can really, learn right? all you of need the technologies to... and then you know think about stuff yeah that, if, how it, if you have i a, don't i don't know it's hard to mm-hmm. If you study computer science or something related to that, then you have a good base uh, to start with hacking. Yeah, that's the like thing I'm saying really that, you know, when someone asks how to become a bug hunter, that you, you shouldn't really become a bug hunter first. You should, you know, learn how this works, how to make web apps, and then how, you know, how this all works. And then after that, how you can, you know, find well, you know, bugs in your own code and then... And then after that, you know, you understand why this happened yeah. and, and, and stuff. Because if you don't understand why this happens, then it's going to be way harder. You know, See. Jack Tutorials tweeted this picture a while ago. Um, this was like um, uh, learning uh, learning the basics of Linux and... Uh, yeah, but, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was downloading this, this meme some with, kind with, of scripts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The meme and, with the car, you know, the dri- car drifting to the right side. Yeah, which was like installing Kali Linux and watching me uh, Indian YouTubers <laughs> yeah, yeah, Wi-Fi or something. So, something really weird. But yeah, this is this is where a lot of people go. They just watch or, or, or search or Google for something highly specific. But you need to know the basics first. Yeah, but kind of. I'm not under- that I, prepared for really. that discussion. That, uh, but uh, I guess if yeah, if yeah. we do an episode Just about that, then then it's gonna be I could prepare more and you know 
get get the stuff together how I how I did it. But yeah, I, I would say that you know at first you you should have like a good base knowledge about all of this stuff. Yeah, uh, and the, we are over bug bounties now. <laughs> New topic <laughs> because that's what we said that it's gonna be like a multi-topic thing. Um, yeah, a lot of stuff. Yeah, this is like a small topic. You you shouldn't expect big topics later because we this is just random stuff have, about the. There's one big topic. Um, or, or I mean, m- maybe multiple <laughs> bigger topics in this episode, but uh, we will get. You yeah, will have to listen. <laughs> depends, depends how long we're gonna talk about this stuff. But yeah, it really depends the whole, about the whole thing. So yeah, my uh, new uh, point is that uh, in the summer and in like beginning of September now, I'm in in a new office space, and uh, I just wanted to mention this that I was you know working from home, and uh, I didn't really like working from home because I have you know I have uh, the bed there and you sleep there and you you know it's it's not get distracted yeah you, you easily get distracted and and you don't really that's not a really efficient way to work and I it's feels bad so now I have like an office space where I can come in and then you know do the stuff I want to do and then go home and then you know maybe watch YouTube videos at home so it's not like you know you try to mix the the distractions with the work when you are at home and I guess that's a big problem that a lot of people who work from home face that I mean some people can manage it but I I like this approach more that you know at least I, I like it more because I move out for the, from the house I didn't like really s- staying at home all, all day you know so with this I can go out of the house go to a location where I am uh, where I am uh saying and uh i think the major majority of people you know prefer to have a workspace where they come in and they do one thing that they work and then at home then they do uh you know have other do other stuff and sleep and you shouldn't mix up the two things because then that's not really productive and you that's not efficient because you get distracted easily that's what i really wanted to say about this so yeah, now I, I have this office it. space and uh, this is way better than, you know, working from home. And I would recommend to other people who, who are working from home to try out something like this and maybe yeah, it's going to be if it's more possible. efficient. Yeah, yeah it's, it's okay. Oof, maybe hard for me, for I don't know. I don't have an office space. I could go to university, but I probably get distracted there as well or just get annoyed. And hmm, Yeah, it's not it's big. not possible. You know, maybe it's not possible for you, but... Other people just go to Starbucks or something. I don't. I don't like when there are like a lot of people, you know, around. It's like yeah, it's weird because some people. Um, I think it's some psychological thing uh, that some people can relax more if there are a lot of people around, just making like noise in the background. Yeah, there's not... there's something to it. I don't know the <laughs> science behind it, but it's it's interesting. Yeah, I don't really like the idea of, you know, going to a Starbucks and then sitting down with the laptop and like opening it and like setting it up and like, ah, you know. No, I like, I like putting my laptop on the docking station, having my mouse and keyboard and everything. Yeah, it's a way better experience. So yeah, but definitely try it out. If you, if you have been working from home, try out some new location. Maybe it helps for you. Yay. Next, uh, next topic. Our just, general holiday slash summer experiences. David, you haven't put anything on the list here. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, 
okay, for me then... it wasn't that intense in that direction so I had most of the bug bounty stuff is the more interesting stuff yeah, okay, for my I, summer. I, I just I just gonna start I was two weeks in France in um, Brittany is that Brittany I think that's the English thing uh, <laughs> um, hmm. yeah I I don't know pretty much to tell about that but we are gonna talk about cameras next and, and you maybe were, you were bringing your camera gear to yeah, France. I t- yeah, yeah, yeah. I took a photos. lot of pictures and uh, just knowing the fact that I was two weeks in France is uh, important for the next topic. <laughs> but um, yeah, it, it was pretty cool. I'm Actually, I was thinking of uploading this episode to YouTube and adding some of the pictures, but not sure if I will have time <laughs> for that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because that's the C3 episode was a lot of work to add all the stuff. But um, yeah, more importantly, I was at the Mecca Fair, uh, Hanover, Hanover, whatever you call it, um, this weekend, last weekend, last weekend. And yeah, we record this on, it's Wednesday, right? I, mm-hmm. It's you Wednesday. You totally lose time, uh, it's like the feeling of time if you don't have school or anything. And yeah, it was pretty cool. I mean, I was only there on Saturday, which was sad. I, I wish I could have stayed longer. And uh, I met Dave and a lot of other YouTubers. Um, yeah, German maker YouTubers, n- nothing big. Although um, this guy, a bit loony, he I noticed uh, just today or yesterday that he has forty eight thousand subscribers. And I thought I, I wasn't aware of that. I was aware of him of that he has a channel and stuff. I wasn't aware that he has so many followers because. Everyone else there was like a few hundred subs. And as when I told them that I have over 4,000 subscribers now, they were like, what? <laughs> but it's pretty much because of my the offer. But yeah, the, the whole Maker Faire was pretty, pretty cool. I made a video about it. I just cut together lots of the stuff I saw. Um, just yeah, I watched it. It's, it's more like a little showcase of. What yeah, like a showcase. People were doing there. Yeah, yeah. D- Dave made a video where he talks more and, and explains more. Although yeah, yeah. it's in it's in German, but you can turn on this uh, subtitles. English, English <laughs> subtitles. Yeah. Yeah, I um, saw that. We will we will link the the videos uh, somewhere, <laughs> but it's pretty cool. You should look at it. Um, I I wasn't. This was the first make affair uh, for me, and it was it was pretty cool. I mean, this this is like a very small make affair. Or uh, okay, I, I I don't have any other make affair to compare it with, but I I would guess this is a small one, and it was already really really awesome, and I didn't see everything. Um, I mean, technically, I I think I was everywhere, but you don't see everything. And um, Dave also said that he saw things in my video that he didn't see on the make affair, and he was there Saturday and Sunday, and I also saw things in his video that I didn't see there i must overlook or something and it's just it's so cool there are a lot of people just they're just showing off their creations the, the things they make it's pretty random sometimes what they show but it's just it's super fun and it's very yeah family friendly and yeah and it's very affordable and yeah it's not like you know we i think we overhyped the c3 actually um <laughs> <laughs> Because now everyone is going like on our Discord. I made I made an extra chat because we couldn't fit everyone that is going there in a Discord group. So I made a an extra role and chat on my server. And they're like, how many people? Like ah, fifteen or something? Yeah, probably because 
10 is the Discord group limit? Not sure. I think but, uh, 8. But eight. I, I feel like I, or we overhyped it a bit. Um, it's really awesome. I think we, you can't overhype it. But now everyone is going. And I think if you can't go to such big and expensive events, if you're interested in, yeah, just maker stuff, um, because on the C3 and on, on DEFCON and stuff as well, people also show stuff they make. It's not only like hacking and, and yeah, security stuff. Uh, it's also people make badges and, and stuff and show fancy LED things and robots. And it's super cool. And the Maker Fair is... Is like that, but without the like hacking. That. Yeah, without the hack. Although, I mean, when... Yeah, like the C3 is like... uh computer stuff with a bit of making and uh the maker fair would be um a lot of making with a bit of hacking maybe like that you know yeah, there's yeah, yeah. still hacks in terms and of, of course there cyber are security are there but not like the big thing it's not the focus of the event yeah. not like the c3 yeah. yeah but if you're interested in that kind of stuff it's pretty cool and check if there are events in your country yeah um, we are planning to go to the in london uh, next year the next year in london the big maker fair uk so yeah if we manage to go there then there is probably I gonna really be an hope. episode about this i really hope because yeah this one was really small and already really really awesome and the london one is pretty big compared to that and it's very international and a lot of people from the us go there as well and London is also something every one of us can go to without problems. The flights are not expensive. Yeah, it's not um, as complicated as Leipzig. <gasps> uh, I just realized when when is the um, when is the Brexit happening? Isn't it? Uh-oh. It's beginning of next year, right? I think the Maker Fair was in April uh, it's last in, year. Yeah, this year, yes, it was gonna be in April, probably. Yeah, the the question is, is Brexit before or after that? Because that could influence a lot of things. Um, I don't think that's going to make oh, such a big difference. I mean, uh, mm, you know, there's enough. Okay, this, this is getting to the political no, 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 topic. No, 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 yeah. There's a lot of, there's a clusterfuck happening with the whole Brexit thing. So it's, we would see. But we hope to go to the Make Affair in London. Um, we hope it won't. Uh, we won't have any problems, but yeah. Uh, but yeah. David, you you were on you had this festival thing this weekend as well, right? Oh yeah, I mean I had that. Uh, it was like an air airplane festival in the city. It's quite popular. I was also uh, making photos, and I also got a new lens for my camera. So mm. I guess we could like you know bring that into the new topic and merge follow it. Uh, follow David on Instagram. Oh yeah, thank you. FXDavid who <laughs> and then you can see my stories and my pictures. And also follow Space on Instagram if you're at it. Yeah, at but don't Space. follow no, don't follow Space. No, woman, that's uh, that's another dude who yeah, stole your name. Someone stole it and, and kinda trolled me on that. Um whatever. Yeah. Um <laughs> But you will that's, find that's me. That's another <laughs> story, yeah. But uh yeah, you have what's your Instagram handle? Just my, my real name. So at Stefan Kremser, like yeah, at Stefan Kremser is space on at Instagram, no not at space on because he is another. I think story. you will find me anyway if you search for space on. Yeah, because you're sure. you have more followers. I have yeah. the I have my iconic chicken logo as profile picture, or actually I think I have the sticker. The, the sticker, yeah. yeah. Yeah, 
Okay, camera stuff. Next topic. Um, yeah, that's the thing that we didn't really know about this, but we both have an interest in like foot, uh, photography. You started this year, right? With the whole photography thing. Yeah, and I, you I kinda, guess. You kind of revived me on that because since I moved um, here and, and joined university and stuff, I did not really do anything. I didn't really make photos anymore, really. I mean... I don't know, I kind of lost interest or track, I don't know, but um, you kind of motivated me again. And Yeah, I got, um, I got hyped about it because we had a camera yeah, that no one was thing. using. And, um, you know, I, I started, you know, using it. And uh, yeah, it's, it's an interesting topic. I'm not sure how many people who are listening to this are also interested in photography, but it's fun. So we are going to talk about it now. Yeah, <laughs> you have no choice. <laughs> yeah, it's not um, going to be that long, don't worry. Yeah, I think I'm just going to start with my fisheye stuff because yeah. um, before I went to France, I ordered a fisheye lens because I like landscape photography. This is mainly what I do. And I don't have like a real wide angle lens. Um, so there was a, I think there was this YouTube video. I, uh, I I will link it. I can't remember the name, but the guy was showing the um, seven artisans, artisans, not sure how to pronounce yeah, it. Yeah. It's some Chinese company. And he, he um, compared that. Uh, it's a fisheye lens, very, very cheap. Compared that to a Samyang uh, fisheye lens, which is also a cheaper yeah, lens or, or just a company that makes manual lenses, uh, which are very affordable. Uh, I think Samyang is Korean or something. And, um, yeah, but the that Samyang, video yeah, was really cool about, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the Samyang lenses are, are, are kind of known now, uh, over the time, uh, because they're very affordable and good. Um, and the Seven Artisans is some Chinese company that's pretty new. And he showed, uh, the, the differences and how, what you can do with those fisheye lenses in the video, uh, like showed off the pros and cons. And yeah, it was, it looked pretty cool and, and motivated me uh, because I needed a, wide angle lens anyway and the seven artisans seven it's seven and a half millimeter f 2.8 so this is just perfect because i also like to take pictures of the stars and stuff and uh, and you also get the bouquet in yeah uh, you get the bouquet because because the seven artisans it's, it's super cheap lens um has a very very short uh yeah minimum distance is that how you say it like yeah minimal just, focus distance yeah, like, I don't know, five centimeters or something. You can put things in front of the lens and it can focus it. Yeah, super, super close. And you get a big bokeh. And we're talking about a, a 180-degree uh, wide-angle fisheye lens here. Yeah. This is, this is crazy. I mean, for people who are who don't really understand what's happening, that uh, there was, like, a video, I also watched it, and it was quite motivating because the guy show some really cool pictures that you know you can make with these really cheap fish islands because these fish islands are you know pretty expensive if you buy the or the just white white angle lenses in general are very expensive and fish eye lenses maybe something you won't use all the time so uh, like buying an expensive fish eye lens is probably not worth it yeah because you're only gonna use it a few times if you know you can't really yeah, it's, it's not your use that lens. every day. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, so I, I use that in France now. I had the chance to 
yeah, really test it out. And I didn't tell you that yet. Um, my parents actually gave me the 12 millimeter, uh, yeah, 12 millimeter Samyang lens uh, for oh. my birthday. Oh, and nice. <laughs> yeah, now I have the, now I have the fisheye and the uh, wide angle one. And oh, it's cool. And both of them are cool. like cheap lenses. Cheap, yeah. Um, I wouldn't. 12 millimeter. I think Seven Artisans also has a 12 millimeter lens. I'm not sure if I would go with that one. With the fisheye, definitely, because I think it cost me 120 euros. Or 120 dollars. I'm not sure, but you can you can buy it on AliExpress or or even on Amazon now, and it's super cheap. And I wouldn't pay much for a fisheye just because the look is very specific. And sure enough, in landscape, you can use it for a lot of things, but you have to be careful, which is also something I noticed taking pictures with it. It's fun, and you can really um, you can get pictures you can't get with any other lens or you can take pictures from uh, buildings or something you just you wouldn't be able to get a good picture out of it but you can with the fisheye maybe um, but it's very specific a lot of pictures I took um, they turned out not very good uh, it's it's really specific you have to just try it out um, but it's great that I had the 12 millimeter lens as well because that's that's a, also an ultra wide angle lens but it does not have the fisheye effect. You know, the fisheye effects this, yeah, how do you say, like... Yeah, this, um, <laughs> it dissorts the whole Dissorts, image. that's the word, yeah. And you can fix it in Lightroom or whatever you use uh, a bit. However, a lot of the times I tried that, I mean... I would say, like, 50-50. depends what you're, what you're taking photos of. Don't take photos... Of people with a fisheye lens, <laughs> yeah, it, it will that's... end in a very creepy picture. Um, <laughs> but landscape-wise, some things work very well, some things don't. It really depends what you are trying to take pictures of, at what angle, uh, how close you are, the light situations, and what you're just so many things. But, but yeah, they are it's, fun, definitely fun. Really but fun. you have to be careful because you yeah. can't use it for everything. I'm I'm glad my parents actually gave me the wide angle lens as well because only the fish eye, not sure, really not sure uh, if that's a good idea. If you, I mean, if you're taking wide angle or you want to take wide angle shots all the time, you probably you want to have both the fish eye and the wide angle lens. Yeah. Um, but that's good for the next um, point. Are cheap lenses better? Because you bought a fifty millimeter lens, right? Yeah, I bought 50mm 1.8. I mean, it was the cheapest you can get, basically. But um, it is really cool. I mean, compared to... I had a kit lens. I have a 60D Canon. And uh, and the kit lens for it, like 18 to 135mm, I guess. It's, you know, it's good for generic stuff, but not that great. And I had, like, this uh, debate about should I buy the... 50 millimeter, 50 millimeter 1.8 or the 1.4. The 1.4 is like three times the price and you really only get uh, 0.4 more bouquet <laughs> or like aperture. So um, that was a big debate, but I, I, at the end I bought the 50 mil 1.8 because I thought that, you know, I'm not that professional 
and I'm doing this for like a hobby and I don't really need that little improvement for that uh, bigger price you know it, it wasn't really worth it for me but uh, it's it's super cool I mean even though it was really cheap I can get really cool stuff uh, really cool shots with it because I mostly shoot like portraits uh, 50 millimeter is really good for port- portraits and also the 1.8 is like super cool it has a really nice bouquet um, bouquet is by the way blur if someone is not uh, sure about that so bouquet is the stuff that you see in the background in yeah, the it's out of focus the out of focus and, elements yeah yeah yeah, so it has a really cool look and it is, was really cheap yeah that's the thing right um a lot of there are a lot of great lenses for cheap and you should have you should look out uh, i mean depends what camera you have what kind of lenses you need to buy but um for example the fisheye lens i can't say that enough i i would never buy a fisheye lens for 300 euros or more this is and this is what they are usually priced at at least i think i think the samyang is also 250 or something at least um and now i got this one for 120 for like half of the price of the already cheapest lens on the market um yeah i wouldn't have paid more because it's 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 not really worth it of course the more expensive lenses have better quality maybe slightly better um colors or uh the vignetting isn't that bad or or something maybe they're a bit sharper but it, it really it boils down to do you really need it what is it you are trying to do are you like really professional are you making money with this or is it just a hobby uh, what are you doing this hobby for is it worth the price you're spending and especially with the 50 millimeter lens because you had a you were thinking if you should um buy the, the 1.4 yeah, yeah the, the cheap 1.8 which you did which you did buy uh or the um I think like three times more expensive or something. One point uh, four. Yeah. Yeah. So one point four is just um, the aperture, so it goes more the, open. This thing reminded it. me of um, something that Casey Neistat said uh, that uh, there is. He had a video about talking about this that in the video cameras diminishing return is that you know uh, for big improvements at the beginning you don't have to pay a lot but as you get the as the item gets more expensive then you are getting you know less improvement so it's it it costs three times more but you are not gonna get three times more performance so you're only gonna get a bit better and if you buy Pretty even much, more expensive yeah. lens then you're gonna get a slightly bit better and then you know but it's like 10 times the price at the end, but you're only getting like a slight, slight, slight improvement, but which may be worth it for some um, people, but not only for professionals, I would say. Yeah, which is great because we want to talk about sensor sizes. But before we do that, um, because that also has a lot to do with prices, yeah. um, are prime lenses better? <laughs> it is a question. I, you I use guess- your prime lens now, so... Yeah, it's it's better. I guess it, apparently it has better quality than zoom lenses, uh, and uh, I like I like it because you know uh, with zoom lenses and the kit lens you get with like a, when you buy yeah, a camera, it's it's, it's uh, quite shitty lenses. because uh, <laughs> most people only use that. I mean, they buy the camera, and yeah. Then, um, but uh, you can get so much better shots because, for example, fifty millimeter one point eight 
with the kit lens, you can't really get 1.8 in, in any ways. So you can get that bouquet. And with this, you can get super cool shots for cheap. Yeah, that's, that's the thing. Uh, prime lenses, so they have like a fixed um, focal length. So you can't yeah. zoom in or out. And they usually have a wide open aperture. So that's what we are talking about with the 1.8 and stuff. The smaller the number, the more open is the... Is that how you say it? The more open is the aperture? Um, yeah, I guess. Um, the more light gets gets in your camera, gets on the sensor. And the more light, the still better can be the, the bokeh effect and uh, the better can be the image quality, depending um, if you're... Especially if you shoot in like worse light situations. Like, I want to take pictures of the stars. So I want to have a wide angle lens that is affordable and has a wide angle so I can take as much of the night sky as possible and has a wide uh, or a very open aperture so it takes as much light as possible because if not, I I mean, the less light I get, the harder it is to take a good photo of the stars because they are very, very, very dim for human eyes if they, like, you can see them maybe. But the camera doesn't necessarily see them. You have to do some special settings and stuff. And yeah, prime lenses, they let in more lights, which is generally better. Okay, yeah. <laughs> you can and do much more with that than using your zoom lens, yeah. I guess. But in some cases, you can have a really good zoom lens. It depends yeah, on what you want to use it for. They are also good zoom lenses. but Yeah, yeah, that's also, the But they are lens. really expensive. <laughs> Yeah, they're really expensive. And the kit lenses, um, they are just, they are not bad, but they are not great either. <laughs> you can't really make, I mean, you can make great photos with them, but if you really want to become more of an artist with your photography than just making, uh, yeah, vacation photos, right? Then you maybe want to look at some prime lenses because that, that also changes the way you take photos. Yeah. Because you're not zooming all the time. You're suddenly you, you notice how important it is, like where you stand and what angles you shoot at, and you just become more creative just because you are stripped away of that zooming. Yeah. It, it really changes. Yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> next. So now we go to the uh, sensor sizes because there is full frame, APS-C, and micro four thirds. Those are the big three sensor sizes. And yeah, the thing is, the biggest sensor... I mean, the, sensor, the most common ones, I, because there are like a lot of uh, sizes, yeah, there are, there are because a lot every of company makes its own. Well. Yeah, by the way, the APS-C of the uh, Nikon uh, cameras... Is the APS-C of the Canon, yeah. Is a, big, is a bit bigger, yeah. Um, not much, but I just want <laughs> just want to note that. So even APS-C doesn't have to be the exact same. Um, but yeah, full frame is like the ones you find on the expensive cameras. There, the sensor is very big, so it lets in more light. Usually, also have higher resolutions and, and just you get better a quality. Wide, wider image most of the time because um, if you have a smaller sensor, sensor, for example, APS-C, then uh, that means that the sensor is bigger. But no, no the sensor is smaller. smaller. <laughs> and uh, for example, if I have a 50 millimeter lens, and because the sensor is smaller, um, the, not the whole image is projected onto the sensor. And that means that it's like, it's going to be like it's zoomed in. So I don't get like a 50 millimeter length of zoom. 
uh, I have to multiply it by 1.6 because my sensor is smaller. So I have to multiply it by 1.6 and then I will get uh, how big of a lens I actually have. So yeah. you are not really buying, you're not really getting what you buy when you have a cropped uh, sensor camera. Yeah, that's that's the thing. Uh, what I was talking about. So I bought a fisheye with seven and a half millimeter um, focal distance. No, no focal, length. Focal, focal length. Focal length. That's that's the word. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I I know all the German words for it. I'm not hmm. very used to the English words, but. Um, yeah, this, those seven and a half millimeters, I use that on a micro four thirds camera. And if you calculate that back, um, those would be like the angle you're getting of that picture. Or like just generally, it would be equivalent to a 40 millimeter lens on a full frame camera. Because that's the thing. If you, for example, I have a 14 millimeter um, lens on a full frame camera. If I put the same lens now on a APS-C or a Micro Four Thirds camera, it has a, it has a smaller sensor, so it like it crops in the image. It's yeah, it's like zoomed in. It's like zoomed in exactly, and then suddenly the lens that is maybe a fisheye on the full frame camera is just a wide angle one on the other one. It doesn't have the the same wide angle. Yeah. And um, yeah, the thing is. Full frame and APS-C is at least now there is still uh, they at least Nikon and Canon they still use the same lenses and it's it's getting weird a bit because some Nikon or Canon lenses they have the same mount they would fit on a full frame camera as well but they are meant for APS-C sensors so you you could do that put them on a full frame camera but it would look weird because you would see the inside of the lens. <laughs> Yeah, um, interesting because you have you have to you know um, yeah. be sure about what you're buying and be sure what yeah, your gets, sensor size is. It gets really confusing sometimes, and there are a lot of new lenses which are only for mirrorless cameras, which yeah. uh, gets me to a point why I have a Micro Four Thirds camera because Micro Four Thirds is uh, pretty. Sm- it's like only half of the size uh, or half of the diagonal length of a full frame camera and full frame is like the big expensive stuff that's like what most um prof- or more professional photographers are looking at they want to have a full frame because that's the best you can get usually uh and i i had an APS-C i had a Nikon D5300 before and i moved to the uh, Olympus and now i have to get that name right because it's really long Olympus OMD EM10 Mark II and it's a micro four thirds. Micro four thirds is a standardized, uh, yeah, sensor size or just mount, um, for Olymp, yeah, which is used by Olympus and Panasonic. Yeah. And it's a small, yeah, it's a very small sensor compared to full frame or APC as well. Um, but the benefits, you get a lot of benefits uh, from that. And I noticed that a lot, especially now on, on my vacation. Because I got, when I bought my Nikon, 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 whatever, uh, camera, I got a free bag with it. Uh, Standard camera bag, nothing fancy, uh, pretty much something that probably breaks within the first two years. And it already looks awful. It's like cheap gift you get with your camera sometimes. And 
it would only fit the camera and maybe a second lens. If the se- yeah, yeah, and a second lens. If the, the second lens isn't super, super big. Um, and that's it. But now with my Micro Four Thirds camera, I, I, I'm able to fit in the camera with a lens on it. And my other three lenses as well, where before that only one lens could fit. Because the sensor is smaller, the camera body gets smaller, um, the lenses get smaller, uh, everything gets a bit smaller and more lightweight. And this is a great benefit. Uh, at least I see it as a big benefit. I mean, a lot of people just looking at the image quality and stuff. But for me, it's more important that I can afford all this stuff because full frame cameras are already like thousand, two thousand euros at least. And then you have to pay for a lens, 500 euros at least. And you're gonna, yeah, take like kilograms of camera equipment with you. Meanwhile, here, uh, it's all, everything is pretty lightweight and the lenses are very affordable and they are very, very good lenses available for micro four thirds. Uh, especially because Olympus and Panasonic are working on it. And yeah, I, I really came to like it, especially because this is, um, the Olympus camera I have is a mirrorless camera and it has a lot of features, just especially Nikon and Canon cameras don't have. Um, which is also a lot of people switch to Sony because Sony is like the big, the big fish in the mirrorless world because they have the, a7, which is a full-frame mirrorless camera. It has a lot of features. It's state-of-the-art, basically. Um, and they also have the A6000, which is more like the beginner camera, which is APS-C, but still has most of the features and fits the, the all the Sony lenses, and you can adapt other lenses as well. Um, but it's 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 bigger again. It's, it's already noticeable bigger. And, um, you, I, I, I just looked at the lenses I needed and I'm very happy with my micro for thirds camera. I will stay with that system just because it's, I can take it everywhere. And, um, Panasonic is making great cameras for, for video. Um, which is also something, yeah, which, which gets us to the next point. What do you buy to get started? Uh, look what you are trying, or you, you have to find out what you're trying to take photos of. Uh, David, you're making portrait stuff. Yeah, mostly. So, yeah, it just makes sense for you to buy a 50 millimeter, uh, just like those standard, uh, lenses. They are great to get started and they are great for portrait and stuff. Uh, I, I'm, I'm looking at wide angle lenses here because I'm doing landscape stuff. So I looked at wide angle lenses and in the Canon and Nikon world, a lot of the lenses are very heavy, very big and just very expensive. And in the world of mirrorless cameras and especially in the world of micro four thirds, there are a lot of new lenses which have a very wide aperture and are very affordable, like less than 300 euros. Um, and a lot of lenses in the Nikon and Canon world are at least 500 or more. Five, 600 is something I saw a lot. And yeah, there is just worth going with a smaller sensor, even if that means that I don't have a high resolution uh, anymore. If, if I get a lot of, yeah, more features out of it, then which makes me take better pictures, then that's worth, even if the, if the resolution goes down of the of the image just something to think about maybe 
Yeah. The next topic is the 35C3, and I have a lot to rant about that. Hmm. So, um, we were really hyped about the 35C3 because the 34C3 last year was really, really cool. And we want to go to the next one this year. And yeah, uh, nothing happened. We thought, okay, in March, they're going to do something. No, April, no, May, no. And it just, we kept on waiting and waiting and waiting to for some info and nothing happened. And uh, Helmut, which was helping us organize last year and was pretty much big, big help with everything and set up the assembly and, and, and ah, he is very, very helpful with everything and essential part of our assembly, uh, said that, yeah, um, I'm not gonna go there again because it's September already and nothing has happened. He yeah. wants to plan this stuff and he can't because there is no info. They are very, very late this year. Although, uh, it seems like they have been late. Uh, it's not, not like they, they are late for the first time, but it's still very annoying, especially for us because we are a very international group and we have to plan this whole thing and it's not easy. So there was no info whatsoever. And, uh, Helmut called the conference center in, in Leipzig. And uh, ask them, like in the conference center directly, ask them if they had any infos about the yeah CCC event in December. And they said they told him no, there was there were no talks happening yet. They were not sure if it's happening themselves because they also need to plan uh, for this, you know. And yeah, they didn't they couldn't say anything because yeah, there were no. No talks, no plans, no anything. And yeah. I think that that's the point where Helmut said, I'm not going. And I can understand that because it was already September and they supposedly haven't even talked to the conference center, which is like the most, the first thing you do uh, because you need to rent it and uh, yeah, be sure that you can host the event at the same at the, at a specific time and announce this and to plan everything further than that. Uh, funny thing is, he posted that in the rocket chat, and the admin, the admin there, got really upset, which I do not understand. I mean, what is wrong with you? Uh, it's no info was given, even after asking them in the chat. So Helmut decided to call the conference center. If he gets no info from the CCC guys, then he's going to call the conference center. I mean, this is no secret. Everyone can call there and ask, hey. Uh, is this event happening or something? There's, this is public information. And he said it in the chat that he called them and that they didn't know of anything about the event. And the admin got really, really mad. And um, I don't want to say he, it's, that there were insults, but they got mad. And this is something I can't, I, I don't understand. What is, what is so bad about it? I mean, he just showed that there was nothing happening yet. And it was not like meant to um, make them angry, just like, hey, uh, you guys don't say anything. So I called the conference center and yeah, seems like nothing is happening. Maybe you want to give us info. What is your plan? Right? This kind of, that was yeah. the plan. And, and they got really, really mad. And that made me really, really mad because I feel like the um, in the rocket chat, there are a lot of people, they're just not 
there's not a very nice um it's not a very nice community i don't know um at least there i felt like and the funny thing is three days later uh or around three days later in a newspaper uh from leipzig there was an article that was saying yeah 35c3 will be in the conference center like last year at the same time which was very interesting like three days later that was very fast because when Helmut called the conference center said that there were no talks uh, about this yet and three days later suddenly everything was signed already that's very strange also the admin uh, in the chat got mad but didn't say that they were actually signing the contract I mean if he got mad and said like this is wrong information we are actually in uh, talking with them and, and and doing the contract soon and we will release info soon everyone would be happy but they didn't and instead three days later not even on the ccc events page or anything just in a local newspaper there was this 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 article and then of course every other news site copy pasted it but it was only on this newspaper and then like i don't know one and a half weeks later or something they finally put infos on the official CCC events uh, website. I don't know. I found this very strange. Uh, I know this whole event is organized by, yeah, um, volunteers, and this is great, and it's a great event. Um, I get that it's a chaos, <laughs> but just I don't know. It's it gives me a really weird feeling and changes the view I look at this whole thing. I I don't really understand, but because this is one of the biggest events in Europe, hacking events. Uh, I don't know why they don't they put you know effort into organizing it. So it's just the whole situation is a bit weird. Yeah, the whole year people were asking um, if it's going to be in Leipzig again. Because no one knew, because it was in, in, in Hamburg before, but they moved because there the, the conference center is under uh, renovation. So they moved to Leipzig. And now everyone was asking, hey, will it be there again? Because people have to book their hotels and the hotel prices uh, got very, very high. And people coming from other countries need to book their flights and they need to know it for sure. And they were not giving any info, which is really shitty for such a big event. People have to plan as well. I mean, just give some... You don't have to say that everything is confirmed, but you can at least give some info like, hey, we are planning to do it again in Leipzig, but nothing is sure yet. We are, uh, I don't know, talking to them, expect something... Uh, in September or something like at least give some like little pieces of information so we know that something is happening but they didn't which is really weird for such a big event yeah the CCC is really bad at like communicating I guess yeah, the communica- uh, last it's year just we the had the same problem that, that, that big, it's a but- chaos uh, it's expectable I mean the, the name is Chaos Communication Congress and Chaos Computer Club uh, that there is chaos absolutely um expectable especially since it's done by volunteers and it's great event and everything but uh, just communicate better please i it's, this is frustrating for us because we are such an international group and we have to set things up and today we still don't know if we can actually go there because no tickets are online yet okay that's taking some time like last year as well but they also have this voucher system and no info about this is online yet we don't know if we can get them where we can get them and can we get enough for everyone 
And yeah. when will we be able to get them? When is the voucher whole thing going online? It's there are so many yeah unknown variables in this. It's really hard for us to plan and it's really frustrating. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, but at least they did something for now and uh, that they confirmed that it's going to be in Leipzig. But yeah, they should be way better with communicating and organizing this. I don't know why. Yeah, I probably don't need they do to it say better? this. I probably need to say this. Uh, if you're someone from the CCC and you're listening to this, don't get upset personally. We are not angry at you or anything. It's just that, that we have this frustration because we we need to know certain things to to organize and we we don't so of course we get frustrated but we don't mean to like upset yeah, anyone not, from gonna... from the organization team like maybe you're doing a great job we don't know we just we're just frustrated with this and i need to usually this was this would go without saying but seeing what is what is happening in the rocket chat i feel like i have to say this yeah, so no offense. <laughs> yeah, no, any, no offense. Don't get upset. Any organizers, we are just trying to you know get our stuff also. Yeah. For the conference, you are getting. Hard. You're trying to get things running. We are trying to get our things running. So, yeah. yeah. But yeah, we would see this. This was just a little rant about the chaos. We don't know anything for sure yet, but if we will, um, I'm sure we will talk about this in in the podcast because we have some things planned for the c3 and i'm sure it will be great and i'm sure we will get it working somehow yeah (laughs) (laughs) some other topic that uh the new iphones got released uh and um they have fake bouquet (laughs) they have an improved fake bouquet which uh, i don't personally like I, I already didn't like the fact that iPhones fake, uh, fake this stuff, uh, but I don't even like it. I mean, it's, it's, they take away the, the, the real, you know, photography stuff that you have, you have bouquet because of the lens, because of the light and all of that. And they just trying to fake all of that with software. And it's, 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 it's not working. I mean, I'm not sure how this new, software is going to perform but the previous uh, versions it's like not working and then someone's hair is going to get blurry because then the machine um, learning can detect the face it's I, I, I'm very um, I'm surprised how much um, work goes in to improve selfies that are basically the trash of the internet one of the trashes. I mean, look, so many people post pictures on Instagram and stuff, and it just swaps away like quality stuff. And just look how how much money, how much work, how much research goes in this tiny problem of hey, what if we could improve the portraits with a shitty phone sensor just a tiny bit, and then make a thousand uh, a thousand uh, euro phone around it. Yeah, and and you know I don't like that <laughs> they they say that this is the like revo- revolutionary and this is the future of photography um, because I wh- I don't what? really no <laughs> I mean they didn't quite say that but that this is the the you know like this is revolutionary that they can fake it so good that uh, 
you know it's like a professional okay, camera and I they mean, don't need a professional camera I, 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 just, I give them I give them the point that this uh, digital editing of photos and the bit of machine learning that goes in there and stuff it is something that we will see more and more of probably also in normal cameras like in yeah yeah but this is not the revolution already happened with the first iPhone that had a camera because or just with the first phone that had a camera because everyone now is just taking photos with their camera and especially now with the smartphones we have currently a lot of people don't buy actual cameras anymore because most people just use them to take yeah like vacation holiday photos and uh, now they can just do it with their phone or, or tablet or something or watch yeah but <laughs> it's, uh, I, I i don't but, agree with that but the art uh, yeah, yeah yeah no i'm just saying like a lot of people just use that now and of course they're gonna be happy if it improves and of course there's a lot of money behind that it's just that the classical photography with a good camera will always be better and will not this is like the if you're talking about the art of photography you won't be happy f taking photos with a phone if you're really doing this professionally yeah and and you know the thing is that um i i really get triggered about is that you know people gonna think that this is normal this is how photography is that your phone fakes blur but uh, this is not yeah. not not the way how it normally is you know so it's like you know the mass amount of people gonna think that oh yeah i mean <laughs> you know you show them a picture of like a dslr you know with bouquet and they're gonna think like oh yeah that's the iphone <laughs> because it's blurry ah. i just i just have this feeling that everyone's gonna think that oh yeah that's the phone because it's blurry and it's like eh. no not even worse they you show them a dslr photo and they would say oh but this blur looks better on my iphone what is this shit camera yeah so <laughs> you're like oh my god <laughs> i just i just not sure how a lot of people are gonna you know react to this that now every phone has like a fake blur and they don't really know that this blur is actually real when you do it you know with a proper camera they think that this is how you know every blur is made every bouquet is made that they fake it i don't know i i just i just fear that people are gonna have a weird opinion after you know apple apple says that yeah this is the normal thing to do that we fake being a professional camera eh. i feel like I a lot know. of people got uh, disappointed by the iphones because they're not that better than the iphone 10 that's yeah but um, true? but i feel like i don't know i, I only watched expect? the event live okay and I, uh I saw one or two videos. Yeah, I didn't see the videos it. yet. I only watched the event and I wasn't that impressed. I mean, it's, you know, it's a little bit of improvement, but you know, yeah, the one thing that got me really triggered is that, uh, the new iPhone X Ash Max, who, <laughs> uh, is, uh, starting at 1199, yeah, maybe. Yeah. So, uh, they are already over the 1000 limit, 1000 dollar mark. And, uh, if you max out the, the iPhone, then it's going to be like 1900, like 1499. So you can buy such a great laptop for the same price. Yeah. But you know, the prices keep going, keep going up. And uh, how long is that going to happen? 
So you can't really raise the price for for forever with every uh, new phone. You know what I I think I said I, I sent you this on in the chat or something, but um, I, I'm just at this point where there's not that much happening to new phones that you can easily just buy the one from the last generation uh, yeah, leave with and it. don't don't feel the difference, but just pay like less like like a third of the price. Not with yeah. iPhones though; they they are always expensive. But I mean, with Android phones, you can easily. Um, buy. Yeah, they are not improving that much because now it's way harder to improve. Yeah, you can easily buy a flagship from like a year ago for three hundred euros or less, and you don't really feel the difference. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Depends what phone you're buying, but yeah. I Most don't know. Of the time I've, you can get away with it. It's not like in the old days when, you know, there came out a new phone and it's like way faster. Yeah. It's not completely different than, than your phone and you have to upgrade. Now you don't have to upgrade. Yeah. I mean, look, this is a bit like, um, you know, the same happened to computers where uh, like, yeah, after a year, your computer was outdated. You could easily buy a completely new one and have a much, much faster system. And now it's, yeah, uh, you have an, I don't know, i5 processor from like the second generation and we are now at the eighth or ninth gen generation. Yeah. But it's still running all the games and stuff and uh, you don't have to upgrade. And I think the same, the same is happening to phones now and, and the companies will notice that, uh, yeah, they, there is, is it no- worth releasing every year a flagship phone that is, basically the same as the last year one yeah that's a good Mm. question because but they have to because some that's their business model that every year they release a new okay new new laptops are also released every year but but it's getting harder and harder and i guess we reached the point where it's not improving that fast or at least for now and uh, yeah i mean look what what did change the last years oh uh bezel the bezels got away. Smaller, yeah. <laughs> there are not that big of an improvements. That's the thing. Uh, so yeah, I don't mind if my phone is like just one screen or not. I, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, it's, I guess they are trying to make these features to, you know, to make the people think that, oh yeah, there is this is something really new, but it's actually not that big of an improvement. I mean, of course, they get like way faster in percentages and stuff, but same thing, basically, than their previous version. So, yeah, I don't know how this is going to be in the future and how if, if they are going to get even more expensive than $1,199, uh, because that's also... Uh, <laughs> that's my problem that Apple prices the new phone at this price and then now every other company is going to do the same thing because oh Apple did it Apple went through the $1000 mark then we can do the same thing and that's that's the problem because if Apple is going to go through I don't know one other price milestone then every other company is going to follow follow it so the phones are going to get to the same price where laptops are it's already there <laughs> yeah you know what bothers me the most are the names. Oh, uh, yeah. Is it is it 10s or XS? Because 
at this point I'm not sure the how. whole ma- na- name marketing does not make any sense anymore and and xs xsr or, or xr or, or xs max it's just what <laughs> this is could, could this be worse i mean why didn't they just call it uh, xs and xl or something not sure yeah and <laughs> this is like getting really bad because how do you say oh yeah i got the new iphone x ash max <laughs> yeah and what it's is just the max weird for now it's just a because it's version. bigger yeah it's bigger but um why does it have to be max why why can't it just have the same name like like a macbook pro there you have the 13 and the 15 inch there is no I don't no know. no macbook pro max right why why does it still exist i mean it's not that big of a difference especially now where phones just get bigger and bigger and yeah i don't know it's weird Weird naming. Uh, I don't yeah, like iPhones anyway. In a weird, weird direction. I mean, the iPhones wouldn't be that bad if they were just not that expensive. Yeah, they are just. Yeah, I mean. And they are getting even more expensive, so that's also a problem. Yeah, before I buy an iPhone, I would just buy a new computer for the same money, and then with the rest of rest money uh, that I have left over, I would buy like an Android phone. Yeah. But there are still a lot of people buying iPhones, so it's definitely working. Yeah, I mean, a lot of you get them like with a contract, and then it's not like expensive. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. How do you like your uh, OnePlus Six? It's great. Um, I mean, this is this counts as a flagship by now. I have I have mixed opinion about OnePlus now because they are. It seems like they are going to be removing the headphone jack in the new version. Uh, that's a really debatable topic because, you know, OnePlus was the company that uh, always listened to the to the users and it was more for power users and not for the average, you know, people. And it seems like they are kind of shifting towards the, like, the, the average people market because there are a lot more money in that. And, uh, yeah, um, the whole headphone jack story, that's also big... There is a big fight on Reddit and everywhere that, you know, the OnePlus CEO or founder, not sure, uh, tweeted about it. when the OnePlus 6 came out, he tweeted it that, you know, what phone has still a headphone jack? Yeah, OnePlus 6, you know, and they, and they even made a poll. Do you like headphone jacks? And it was like 98 yes and two no or some crazy, uh, big yes votes. And, uh, after making these, marketing claims about having a headphone jack a uh, half year later they are removing it <laughs> so yeah I, I don't agree with that i guess oneplus should have you know stayed with uh, the power users and this community because they really i mean i guess they make less money in this case but uh, the users are gonna be way happier i the thing the thing that bothers me with the whole removing the uh, audio jack is that you need adapters and okay maybe you get an adapter the thing is some phones don't include an adapter for that's the first thing second thing is a lot of phones are only working with their official adapter that's the second thing and the third thing is the official adapter often costs like $20 or more 
And this yeah. is just very annoying. And then the adapter does not work with microphones most of the time. So you can only connect headphones, but you cannot use the mic. And uh, there are not uh, enough uh, USB-C headphones out yet, which is something... Uh, you know, a lot of people criticized Apple when they made this move. And Apple said, yeah, it's such an old technology and that's why we get rid of it. But... Why didn't they include their lightning so much better headphones uh, in the previous generations? Like you can have both. You can have USB-C or whatever headphones, which with all the nice new features that, that the whole digital thing brings and still keep the audio jack. You would move people towards uh, just using the new USB uh, jack or connector, whatever. Um, but without removing the old one. But now we are at a time where you just remove the old one, but you're not replacing it. The, the, the USB-C and stuff, it's not at a point where it can replace it because the adapters are often not working, way too expensive, uh, incompatible, and you have a lot of driver issues and chips that don't work with each other. And it's just a clusterfuck and very, very annoying. Yeah. <sighs> And also moving to Bluetooth is not, I don't agree Ooh, with Bluetooth, that. Bluetooth, a lot of times you have like interference noise and something. No, 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 no. That's, I have that don't, a lot. Really? I don't have yeah. that. I, I have a Bluetooth headphone. Sometimes, sometimes not. I don't know where the interference is coming from. And, and it's very, usually you don't notice, but if I notice, then it's annoying me, even if it's very, for silent. me, the problem is that, you know, uh, you have to charge it and you have to do uh, all of that, me- um, you know. More some, batteries. Yeah, yay. battery to charge and, um, you know, it's not connecting and it's like a hassle sometimes. I just prefer that I have my Bluetooth headphone here and I have a wired one in my backpack. So if I have to have a wire, then I just, you know, I can use that because the OnePlus 6 still has a headphone jack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But whatever. Uh, but yeah, I, I prefer to have the choice, you know, because, you know, sometimes I want to listen to something, but I, I really don't want to turn on the Bluetooth headset, pair it with the phone, you know, like connect to the phone. Also, if it's, it doesn't have enough battery, then I have to charge it. It's like, it's a bit, it's yeah. still not that great. Or maybe the one I have, because the AirPods are maybe a bit different situation because they are more user friendly, but, uh, the average Bluetooth headphones are not that uh, good, I guess, at the moment. Yeah, it's just everyone's getting rid of the old connector, but I feel like there's not enough hardware to replace it with the new one, and there are no good adapters and stuff. And it's just it just makes it super frustrating. And yeah, yeah the everyday user won't uh, won't complain because they just use the included headphones, and then that's it. Yeah, but you and can charge and listen to music. Yeah. That's something that, that, why is that a big feature? And now there are people defending this that, oh yeah, I mean, yeah, why, you know, you, you can just leave your phone and not listen to music for a few minutes, right? While it charges. Why do you have to be on your phone all the time? And Jack's like, what the fuck, you know? I bought the uh, phone. Please let me charge it while I listen to music. Why is that a big deal? And okay, people I, are I was not. This. I was not in a situation yet where I had this problem, and I have a phone without 
the the jack but um yeah i can't use my uh, my I, i bought good headphones and i can't use it on my phone and i'm really triggered <laughs> That's yeah, what, what bothers bothers me more than the whole charging thing, because I that's the thing most people won't complain because they they actually don't listen to music and charge it. Some people, yeah, um, but not in, uh, yeah, in an amount that that would change their uh, behavior of of buying iPhones. <laughs> yeah, it's not enough people who don't like it. Yeah, or most of the people don't really care yeah the, the average does not complain and so the market moves that way that's yeah. it's that simple that's true i mean also why i mean they're focusing more on battery life now uh, there should be there sh- um, but it's it's still not the more. good yeah. yeah it's not enough i there feel should like, be like some big development in the way batteries are made you know and uh maybe if they could you know find some new way to make a battery which would last way longer that should be the focus now because the the speed is getting to a point where it's not that big of a deal you know to get have a bit slower or a bit faster phone it's the same so but the battery life is is should would be way more important yeah yeah so one more little topic uh is that I was uh doing FPV drone racing freestyle kind of stuff before and I just wanted to put this in here that uh, I'm I'm trying to restart it uh and I was you know a bit researching about this stuff to get it uh right this time because last year we bought a lot of stuff to get started in FPV drone uh in this FPV drone hobby uh if you don't know what this is this is that you have you build a drone it's like a pc that you can you know change every part it's it's basically it's not a like a dgi that you buy it that is ready and uh, ready to fly and easy to fly it's it's something that you have to make your for yourself you have to buy the parts the motor controller the the fight flight controller the motors all of that and you have to build it and then you have Uh, goggles uh, and the camera on the drone and you get a live video feed um, to your goggles and then you control the drone at the same time so basically it's a it's a really um, high-tech experience and it's a really sky yeah it's really fun but yeah, it looks we, very fun. You made some videos. Yeah, I have some videos on my Instagram if you want to if you want to take a look at that. But uh, it was fun, but we bought the cheap stuff. And buying the cheap stuff in this is not is not the way to go. So we had so much problem so many problems uh with buying the cheap stuff from you know Chinese uh websites that I basically I can't even fly my drone right now because uh, like there are broken parts in the goggles there is like broken something in the drone i don't even know which part because i completely rebuilt it and still going weird and then the controller is it that's kind of okay but most of the stuff is breaking and falling apart because it's so cheap and uh but it's a really cool hobby so i wanted to continue and uh now i'm i'm trying to because i have this bug bounty stuff uh going on 
I could, you know, buy a bit more higher level, a bit more expensive stuff. And I'm trying to restart this FPV drone hobby for myself uh, and uh, buy new quality stuff and hope that it's going to be better. And uh, if that's going to be working, then maybe in future podcasts I'm going to be talking more about it because it's a really cool hobby. And when you get started and, uh, you know, start... uh, uh, flying and stuff it's it's a really nice experience uh so yes i would recommend it to everyone if you didn't know about this yet that you check out these videos if you google fpv freestyle or fpv drones then you get a lot of videos of people flying with a gopro attached to the drone and it's it's really nice it looks super fun yeah it's it's a really fun hobby but it's hard getting started because it's super complicated because you have to buy everything, the parts for the drone and the, con- the receiver, the controller, the antennas, the the goggles and, you know, everything. And you have to have like some kind of understanding of how this works. And you shouldn't make the mistake what we did, that we bought the cheap Chinese parts at the beginning because we wasted basically one year and a lot of money buying, rebuying a lot of Chinese stuff. Uh, but we still can't really go and fly because, uh, the Chinese stuff is breaking all over again. So I want to, you know, re- redo this with like more expensive parts, which should be quality. And then I guess it should be more fun because we can actually do it properly. Yeah. It sounds like a, a rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah. But I hope with the quality stuff, we can ex- escape this because this Chinese gear is really annoying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um since you talk about your um F- FPV rabbit hole, I want to talk about my Nintendo rabbit hole. <laughs> um as you may or may not notice if you're on our Discord server. By the way, join our Discord server. We yeah. have a hard- hardware porn channel, which is um the best channel. <laughs> I uh, I don't know. I post a lot of Game Boy stuff and just people post stuff they find or or buy just like hardware stuff like laptops or just electronics. Super interesting. Anyway, uh, links for the Discord server in the description. Um, I bought a lot of old Game Boys and that kind of stuff to repair them. And um, yeah, I'm still... I, I bought now stuff from China too. Yeah, new displays and stuff. Have to see uh, how this is going. I repaired a lot of PlayStation controllers um that was a pain because it turned out uh the PlayStation controllers even though they are all the same from the outside they have different uh ways they are built in the inside different PCBs different it's ah was a pain anyway um this whole rabbit hole of repairing stuff and um so retro stuff I w- I wanted to do this earlier in my life but I never really had the money um but yeah, it's fun to repair those those old Game Boys and just play with them. But that led me to um, also buying a um, a new uh, Nintendo 3DS XL. That's the name. Oof. Mm-hmm. And new because that's how they named it. It's not actually new. I bought a used one. <laughs> but they named it new 3DS XL. And um, it's weird. Uh, I played a lot of with my Game Boy years and years ago. Um, but I really like this. I, I, I play, uh, Mario on this now. Just, I don't know, multiple times a day, just when I, when I'm bored or something. (laughs) 
and it's weird because this is for kids and stuff but you can you can easily play this still and i don't know i'm really i just want to say that i'm really enjoying this because this is weird like uh, i'm still like looking what's uh what pc games can i play on my laptop that that works properly but even that is often a pain because the laptop doesn't uh yeah i have the have the processing power to do a good frame rate and then a lot of games are competitive or uh, the games that are not competitive uh, are usually rpgs and they take too much time and i'm not that i just want to i just want to play you know yeah and that's that's what this Nintendo DS offers. And this is I I don't know I can't play on mobile on playing on my phone just is not fun. I don't know about you. Uh, I played PUBG and that's crazy that they made the whole PC game basically into the phone. Yeah, that's for another day. But <laughs> that's the fact that they made uh, you know phone games are usually like really simple, but yeah. this PUBG is like. They put, they got the PC version and this is almost like the PC version. And you have everything. You have the whole size map and it's like, it's amazing that they can, you know, put this game into a smartphone right now. I just, when I played it, I was like totally amazed that how, how far this went, you know, that now you can play this complicated stuff. It's weird. There was a time where I played a lot on mobile, but not anymore. It's just, it it's getting annoying that the phone is getting hot and the battery is getting drained and usually the games are simple and bo- uh, yes boring simple games or there are these uh power eating things oh yeah definitely i, I mean this is not do. you know you you will not play pubg while you know going home on the bus because it takes a lot of time it's like when you're at home and the fact that my OnePlus has a better graphics card than my MacBook is uh, <laughs> is a great reason for me to this, play on the phone uh, really rather weird. than... Yeah. Uh, I just, putting it out there, I have 8 gigs of RAM in the OnePlus and I have 8 gigs of RAM on the MacBook Air. Um, that's also interesting. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. And, then, and dude, look, this is what surprised me that, um, on this, on this 3DS, uh, the resolution is very low compared to what we are used to now with phones. It's this, this is like 240 to, uh, 320 or something like this. Uh, I think actually it's, it's a higher resolution on the 3DS, but it's, um, you have to divide it by two because it's 3D, the upper screen. So yeah. one is for your left eye, one is for your right eye, and the actual resolution things are rendered in is therefore lower. But um, it's so simple tech, right? It's so it feel you would think it's super outdated, but it looks super super cool because they really they they get everything out of the hardware, and it's not getting hot. The battery alive, um, even though. Uh, people say it's not that high anymore with the newer 3DS models, but um, it's still very, 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 very good. I feel like there are so many high quality games and it's just so much fun and you don't need internet connection or anything, uh, but still you can play with others and you have games physical so you can um, you can collect and exchange them and you don't have to... Uh, make user accounts log in and uh, redeem your online code and this all this all this bullshit i don't hmm. know it's 
it really surprised me how well you can still play on this and how much fun it is and yeah, yeah. how much you can get get out of such a simple thing that's also meanwhile everyone yeah no no i just said that's also yeah. an interesting hobby compared to i mean it's not a real hobby but i would like i would never you know just buy like a nintendo to play i mean i i knew i uh, i don't know i had uh no i didn't really had a ds but i played a lot of ds on my oh, i i was friends. a psp kind of guy <laughs> Ah, uh, the PS. I never liked the PS. I never liked the Nintendo. That like that okay. like opened up and it's like eh. <laughs> debate. Um, okay, <laughs> fanboy debate. <laughs> no, I wasn't a fanboy. I only had like a few games for the PSP. But I remember, I remember that I was like I don't know, like ten years old. And I was shit talking the Nintendo that, oh yeah, oh you have to open up the, 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 you know, the thing. <laughs> I ha- I don't have to open up. I have a screen and all of that. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, I was not that much of a fan of the original DS though, because I feel like a lot of the games weren't that great. There were just a shit ton of shitty games. I, f- I felt like. And. Yeah. But now with with the 3DS, the, the 3D effect is is actually really fun with some games. And if you don't want it, you can just turn it off. Whatever. Um, it's it's a it sounds like a useless gimmick, but um, there is uh, Mario 3D World. If that's the name, it's it makes so much fun playing this in 3D. It's really not the same playing it in 2D, and hmm. it's. Yeah, it's it's just it's really fun, and uh, the new the newer models and all the, the the games that are out for. I mean, they're like four Zelda games and and shit ton of Mario and uh, I don't know. There, there's so many great games for it. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> Meanwhile, the PSP maybe it's good. died. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, the PS Vita. Uh, oh. That's an interesting thing. <laughs> fun fact: the PS Vita died because it was too good. Why? They they were topping they were topping the hardware of the DS. The problem was um that developers don't want to like look the the selling argument for the PS Vita was that the hardware is so great and it has so good graphics and stuff. But game developers were not look like you cannot they cannot afford to make these high quality games on a handheld that is not selling many games you know yeah i mean so for the ds you can make games very cheaply because graphics is a thing like you can make a good game uh that is maybe not that expensive to produce but the graphics paying all these designers that's that's a lot of money yeah also i don't think that people are buying a lot of games now no, it's these really, kind of stuff, it is really died out and only like the real Yeah, you fans really have are... problems finding the DS, buying them new. There is the 2DS XL now, which you can buy everywhere, I feel like. But the, the 3DS XL kind of died. You, I can't, I couldn't find, there's, you can buy it on Amazon for like 250 euros or something, which is crazy because the, uh, when it came out, it cost 180. So it's just, got i don't know 70 euros more expensive why yeah, i don't I mean, know at so this I, point this is like a collection item <laughs> this is a collection item yeah but still it, it does not feel old i i say that yeah this is the one i have came out in 2015 um it's very fun yeah just wanted 
say that. Um, yeah, interesting, and, interesting. I I forgot about my PSP experiences. Now this brought me back a little bit. It was fun playing on that. You know, you had a separate device to play, which is portable. It was interesting. I don't know. It fe- it fits cool because on a lap, yeah, on on the computer, you know. Ugh then you need to upgrade your graphics card and all that stuff. And with the handheld things, you just have it easier, right? You have a separate device for it. You have better yeah. battery life. You don't have that's, to care about frame rates. I'm kind of getting high. <laughs> but uh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. I will maybe try it somewhere. Let's see um, how it is. I have, I have so many broken Game Boys. Uh, maybe on the C3, I can, I can bring some as yeah. a present or something nice i mean i i, I will definitely try I mean, I, I mean if i have them repaired i I won't give you the broken ones that would oh, be thank kind you, of a weird you. move <laughs> maybe i would put the battery in the wrong direction <laughs> as long as it's not a lipo battery um oh well, let me I tell you i fine. can put in a lipo into nintendo <laughs> it's it, i can i can Put it in the wrong direction if you, if you make me do it. <laughs> oh yeah, Dean put it also, right? Yeah. <laughs> did we did we say this in the previous? I don't think. No, no, no. I don't think we did. Uh, I remember Dean was saying it to me like, "Ha, how can you put it in the wrong direction?" And he was like, you know, making saying it all, making fun stuff. of me all the time that ha ha, you put the lipo in the wrong direction, and, <laughs> and then, then he did. <laughs> I, I wasn't on Discord. You should tell that I, w- I wasn't there. I just... I, I, I don't know. It just happened random and he was suddenly screaming and saying <laughs> that the thing starts burning. Um, pretty much the same that happened to you um, because his his deal for board wasn't working or something and he he was he said he was always looking to put it in the right direction. Just at this one point, he was not thinking and just put it in and then... Pfft, whole thing burned yeah <laughs> and yeah. and he even <laughs> said that you know i remember i was saying this to david and uh and he can't believe that he did the same thing yeah sorry dean but that, that yeah. is fun <laughs> yeah that is that is fun i mean i met i did the same thing as well it's it happens shit happens yeah usually you put the battery in and just leave and it there but is it not possible to put in a some defense against this it's not easy um but uh, <laughs> okay we we are looking at something now um the thing is he's using some chips for the whole battery management and you know the protection is what is happening when it starts burning because just the chip is oh. burning out that is oh, the I chip mean, okay. kills itself to prevent damage on the other on the other circuit so you can replace that chip and then, then it's good. Uh, but usually you want to have a circuit that does not burn <laughs> at all. Yeah, it's a bit like a better protection. It's it's a problem because you want to charge and discharge the battery. So power and a lot of power flows in both directions. So how do you prevent that? And there are some circuits that maybe can do it, but then it maybe um, makes problems with the charger chip and you have... Yeah... It's a bit complicated. You have the right, you need to have the right circuit for it and the right charger chip and stuff. And yeah. Yeah. Working on a solution here, but I mean, those are development boards. Just don't plug it in the wrong way. <laughs> okay, thanks. <laughs> Until then, it's super fun when someone burns. 
the deal for because yeah, if you have a, a hot hot air station, you can buy the chips and just replace them. Yeah, and if but not, that's then not common. I mean, yeah, maybe for you. I mean, I'm noob to this. For I mean, it's a development board, so. But most of the people buy it to jam the Wi-Fi. Yeah, that's true. So I probably they don't have the the tools. Yeah. I mean, you can buy the uh, selfless, um, shameless self-promotion here. Uh, you can buy the D-Offer wristband. It has mm-hmm. a LiPo battery included that you cannot corre- connect the wrong way unless you are really stupid. Oh. <laughs> no, it comes plugged in and stuff. And it has oh, the, yeah, the D-Offer the wristband. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and it has this little JST connector, and unless you rip off that connector and then uh, connect the wires the wrong way purposely, you won't be able to connect the battery the wrong way. Yeah. So, yeah. There's that. Buy the D of a wristband. Hashtag uh, advertisement. (laughs) Shameless plug. Shameless plug. And yeah, we would have more topics to talk about, but it's already getting to a longer episode, so should we just end yeah, it I here? I guess we should end it here and maybe later follow up on these topics. Yeah. One commit a day keeps the doctor away. <laughs> My um I I make one GitHub commit a day. That's that's what I'm getting at. <gasps> oh my god! I I think I didn't commit anything today. Oh my god! Checking checking my a little uh, bit of time. Checking my profile. Oh my god! I didn't. Ah! Oh, I have to do this. All right. Okay, but yeah, I hope you like this episode. I guess we will do this. Yeah, probably. More. Probably this, yeah. How do you say this? This is not yeah. not the last time we will do an episode like this, because from time to time we probably have a lot of smaller stuff we talk about. Yeah, but I hope it's interesting. I mean, this is not a big topic. Neither of these were a big topic, but this is just little stuff that it's happening with us right now. But uh, also, I guess we can say that we are trying to make these a bit more often. So this big pause should not be the usual thing ah this so, is this was summer it's because this of was, summer yeah it was because of summer and vacation and all of that stuff but we are trying to get this back on track and you know we have cool topics coming up we can say mm. that at least one <laughs> yeah should we say it i think we should build yeah. a hype um next episode uh, will be the education episode that we kind of tease at an episode three already mm-hmm because there's a yeah. lot we have to discuss on that. Yeah, that's an interesting, interesting topic. So hype for that. Hype, hype. And yeah, this was the episode. update episode about our summer, basically. Yeah, thanks for listening. If you have uh, feedback, comments, questions, tweet at us uh, at spaceun at xdavidhu, hashtag insecure space. We also have to thank our patrons, Adrian, Eric, Helmut, James, Jendrik, Kerry, Michael, Taylor, and Textmate. Thanks for your support. We got a few new patrons last week's while we were in the summer pause. And yeah, thanks. Um, it helps a lot. 
No one is using the hashtag. You should. You if should. you are here, I'm doing the same thing again. Let me, let me. <laughs> um, okay, so now you think I'm not talking to you personally, who is listening. But yeah, I'm talking to you right now, who is listening. Please, <laughs> if you're listening, uh, give us feedback with the hashtag or tweet us or, you know, uh, maybe tell us a feedback on Discord because it really helps because it's it's a hard thing for us to do this uh, without any experience you know we never been never did this kind of stuff so if you are here and listen to the whole thing your opinion definitely matters and if you have new topics and other stuff you want to uh, give us advice about then go for it we are open and we are interested in your opinion yeah how we end thanks for listening Bye.